0: Welcome to Genesis Life Center. Our vision statement is every destiny has a beginning. We are a ministry called to encourage and inspire the body of Christ to use their gifts and talents to do work of the ministry wherever they are called to. Our mission is to provide individuals with the tools to become agents of change and messengers of God. Our motto is you are not an accident waiting to happen, but a destiny being fulfilled. Our pastors are Ben and D. Adekubi, We are here in person and online. Just look up Genesis Life Center and join in every Sunday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. The powerful man of God that is going to minister here today and i know the calling of god is strong it's really really strong in his life and then i believe when he comes to minister today you're going to have a fresh understanding of the knowledge of god of the word of god in your life and i believe god is going to do something mighty and marvelous in your life today so i call upon the stage uh pastor sylvester
1: Praise the Lord. Pastor D, so you've joined the council of those who call me bishop. My pastor calls me bishop. So many other people call me bishop. I'm not a man for title, I just want to be called a child of God, like Tolu. Child of God. Praise the Lord. I'm so happy to be here in your midst today. It's so good to be able to stand on God's altar behind the rostrum and talk to God's people. It's been a while that I've done this because of COVID and so many other reasons. But we've been preaching online. But coming back on stage again, it gives me so much joy. There are butterflies in my stomach. I'm in my place. I'm in my place, in my comfort zone. I don't know whether you will know what's your, your own comfort zone. When I'm here, I'm in my comfort zone. Praise the Lord. Let us just rise up and give praise to this God Almighty. Sister Ruth, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Where's that lovely lady? Thank you for that, for that moment of worship. Let us just give him praise. Let us lift his name high. Let us place him upon higher pedestals. Call him the name that you know him to be whatever name you know and glorify him as, repeat them to him. Praise the name of the most high God. Lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up on high today. Let your soul magnify the Lord. Let all that's within you praise his holy name this hour. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. And his mercies endure it forever. Father, we'll bless you for this day. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the privilege of another day. To be in your presence, to be amongst your people. We thank you for the air in our lungs. We thank you because we can stand, we can sing, we can dance. We thank you because we can sleep and we can rise up to a beautiful day. Father, let all the glory come unto you. Father, even as we've gathered today, we've not gathered unto men. We gathered unto you who is the king of kings we've gathered unto you is the lord of lords there's no one who comes into your presence and goes empty-handed your people have come lord they'll be fed in the name of jesus christ father you will meet them at the point of their need every one of them in the name of jesus thank you our father and our god holy spirit we know you're here already we welcome you even afresh we recognize your presence Throw your weight around us today in the name of Jesus. Manifest your presence, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. In Jesus' precious name we are prayed. Please take your seat. Good morning, Genesis Life Center. Good morning, people of God. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm here with my beautiful wife, as you people can recognize, and I also have a company, the person of the Holy Spirit. Those are my two helpers, and those are the two helpers that God created for man: the Holy Spirit and the wife. Praise the Lord! I also have here my own younger sister, Tolu that your pastor is trying to steal from me, and I will not. I will not. It's going to be a, a tough one. Praise the Lord! It's going to be a tough fight. I know she's trying to steal that from me, but I will not agree. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When Pastor D invited me, and he said, the theme of your year is endless possibilities. I said, that's such a huge topic. And I know Pastor D a bit from the small encounters we've had, and I know that she has depth. And I told myself, "Mm, what is it that I want to talk on Holy Spirit that Pastor D probably has not been teaching these people since the month of January. I said, Holy Spirit, you have to help me here. It's not my word, it's your word. So I went in prayers and I'm going to be sharing some of the things that God has laid in my heart for you people this morning. And I am praying that he blesses you and rejuvenates even your heart, even in the name of Jesus So it all begins in Genesis. Every story, every act, every situation, everything in the Bible, it goes back to Genesis. There's nothing in the book of God that you cannot trace back to Genesis to that beautiful garden. Remember the garden? Now God made man in his very image and I made a helper for him. And soon and very soon, Man fell. But before the fall of man, God gave him what? He gave man what? Dominion. He gave him power. He gave him the ability to expand and to multiply. Praise the Lord. He said, multiply, be fruitful. Have dominion. Is that possibilities? Endless possibilities. That's what that is. Of all the creatures, God will create not Adam. You say yes, Adam. What name shall we call this? Any name that you deem fit to call this shall be the name forever. Endless possibilities. Power. Power. Sometimes when I think about the power that Adam has, it gives me goose pimples. He has so much power; he didn't realize it, but soon and very soon. The tempter came. A man fell. A man fell. And he had to leave that his beautiful abode. The Bible said they chased him the out of the cherubim. The Bible also told us that they went in our ability to try and resort to self-help. They went to do what? To sow fig trees for themselves. Self-help. He withers. Any help without God's impute can only last for a moment. But God being beneficial, God being gracious, said, no, this one, it will even last two days. Come. The first sacrifice, the first sacrifice before Jesus Christ was done right there in the garden. God had to cover the shame of man. He did not remove the shame of man then, but he covered it. The Bible said he made skin for them covered their shame because why they, they saw themselves as naked praise the Lord praise the Lord so why have I taken the roots back to Genesis I just want to bring something out there's this notion that you hear pastors say oh man is under a curse no even in that state when God was chasing them out of the garden God didn't curse man please don't believe that false doctrine God did not curse man but God caused the earth In Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, to Adam, the Bible says, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from. Cost is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. So God didn't cost man it costs grand. What does that mean? That from now, you say about the benefits, but you have to work for it a little bit. Praise the Lord. So that is, I went there to lay the background, to remove that, that, that nonsensical teaching that says, oh, man is under a curse, under one yoke, under this, this, that, that, that. That's why, oh, things are not happening. No, 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 no. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 3 that curse is the one who hung upon the tree. Christ was made what? A curse for us. So no man has cost you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now if you look at the Bible, it's filled with many of God's promises. Third John chapter two, he says, behold, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be hurt even as thy soul prospereth. Philippians four, six to seven, it says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto who? Unto God. And the peace of God which surpass it all understanding. will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite scriptures. It says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Praise the Lord. This is where I derive my strength. The promises of God. Anytime it so that my soul wants to be downcast, I go to the promises of God. Why? Because he reassures me of the realm and he brings me to the realm of possibilities. He cannot lie. He's not the son of man. He cannot lie. He has never lied before and he will not start in my own instance. Praise the Lord then how come if this, if this many wonderful promises of God are there, how come men experience challenges? You might want to ask. How come? In the Bible also, First Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9, he said, for a great door, an effectual door is opened unto me. He said, but what? There are many adversaries. Adversaries? Really? Let us dwell here for a moment. And I want you back to focus back. Don't think about your mother-in-law at this point. Don't think about your uncle. That your aunt, that nasty aunt, don't think about her. Maybe some other time, but not today. It's not your mother-in-law. It's not your brother who is envious of you and your achievements. We're going to be focusing on us today. Let us dwell here for a moment. The Lord God once told me, He said, Sylvester, in my relationship with you, He said, I'm the constant, you are the variable. Do you understand what that means? I'm God Almighty. I change it not. If there's any change, it's you. Check yourself. Check yourself. Another time, he said, Sylvester, when you pray, unto not me. When you pray, don't tell me. You need to step aside and let me do my work. Let me do my work. I'm being vulnerable before you today. And I want you also to tell yourself the truth today. Don't look at no mother-in-law. Don't go looking for anybody, your boss at work. No, 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 no. Us. Us. Endless possibilities. Today, the subject matter is you. And I praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why am I saying all this? I wrote, I said, we are children of God. Sometimes we are the ones who put the limitations on the plans and purposes of God on our lives. Despite the fact that we love God who loves us to the extreme, to the uttermost. A God with whom there's no limitations and he who to bequeath everything that pertains to life and godliness that pertains to we living a fruitful life. He wants, to, he wants to impact it upon us, but guess what? We are the ones, sometimes, open put limitation on the abilities of God to manifest in our lives. Praise the Lord. How do we do that? Many ways. The first one I want us to address this morning is doubt. Doubt. Big subject that most Christians don't want to admit. Oh, come on. You want to go and tell your pastor that you, you are doubting? Sir, oh, you have little faith, it will be to you. But it happens. Even amongst the best of us, we doubt. Praise the Lord. In Luke chapter 1, verse 5 to 7, the Bible says, in the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abijah's division named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame. Did you hear that? They were living without blame. According to all the commands and requirements of the Lord. But they had no children. Because Elizabeth could not conceive. And both of of them were along in years. That means they were old. Praise the Lord. They had no children. Because Elizabeth could not conceive. In that era, it was a very easy decision for Zechariah to take. Elizabeth, can't produce. I'll bring a helper. Not the Holy Spirit now. I'll bring somebody else. Brother Abraham did it. Father Abraham did it. Jacob's history is still before us. I'm sure you read about it. But the man, he stayed with his wife. Toiled through it. Do you know what kind of reproach that will be on a man of god at that time the bible said joseph and mary brought jesus christ before god the presence of god what did they come with can you remember Hmm? what two pigeons and faddings why because they could not afford the others what was that? A form of dedication. How many times do you think that you brought people like that in the presence of Zechariah, and he has to pray for that couple? Meanwhile, he doesn't have his own. He doesn't have his own. That's a big reproach. What do you think the Naples were talking about? Are you sure those people they are a call of God? Are you sure? Forget. Are you sure this is not an act? That was a major reproach. Look at their lineage. Elizabeth's ancestry was traced to Aaron. And Zechariah's son was traced to what? Abijah. They were from the royal priesthood, you will say. What could be the problem? But they had no children. That was a reproach. And the day came that God wanted to address that situation. And he sent Inja Gabriel into his presence. And he told him, that, look your wife elizabeth your wife elizabeth will conceive and bring forth a child guess what the man of god did he doubted when you read it i want you to think back this is a man of god this is the one who stands upon the altar of god and declares the word of god to them he must have preached about abraham and sarah he must have because their ancestry can be traced to abraham how Abraham left the oars of the Chaldeans and is here, and how God blessed them with Isaac. He must have preached Genesis chapter 12 many times to them. But an angel of God came into his presence to tell him that that which you deem impossible is now going to be possible. What did the man say? He said, I'm an old man. He said, I'm Zechariah. Peradventure, you don't know me. Go ask in the neighborhood. Maybe you came to the wrong address. But I like what Angel said. He said, I'm Angel Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. Do you know what that means? Zechariah, your your problem is it's too minute before God. I stand in the presence of God and I see God rule over the affairs of men, and I know that what He has done before, this your own is too small it's too small many times we make god small when certain situations come god is telling you do this and do that and do that you begin to doubt oh this cannot happen to me oh you know how have this funny accent like this preacher preaching now oh can you not see the color of my skin oh this this cannot happen unless you you were born in footage hospital in calgary here come on child of god wake up go conquer territories go claim new grants Stop dishonoring the God whom we serve with your doubt. The product of that encounter of Zechariah with the angel also doubted. The Bible tells us he's the forerunner. His ministry was so short. What was his ministry? Behold the lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. That was John the Baptist's job. In Matthew eleven eleven, God told us, Jesus, by his own admission, he said, there's no man on the face of the earth who is greater than John the Baptist. But in the heavens, he it was in the wilderness, eating locusts, and white honey. Kept on addressing people in languages that I did not address anybody now. Oh, you brood of viper. I did not call anybody brood of viper right now. I'll be arrested. He said, who warned you? Who warned you of the destruction to come? He rattled the people of that era. And they said, what must we do? He said, if you have two raiment, give one. If you have meat, share. The publicans, that means the tasker, let us see away. He said, "Don't, don't overcharge people. They repented. And they came. And they came to be baptized. And Jesus Christ came in the same stead. And they saw him. The Bible said he declared it, and the heavens opened, and the Spirit of God descended like a dove upon him. Praise the Lord. Bible students will know those stories. But well, guess what? Soon and very soon, because he was not diplomatic with the way he addresses people, and sometimes, please don't be diplomatic about the word of God, he got himself into trouble. And now he was in jail. He sent his disciples to go and meet the same Jesus in Matthew 11. Are you the one to come? Or shall we expect another? When you read that, you now wonder, when the Holy Spirit was coming down and descending that day, did you not see well? Was it not you who declared, behold the Lamb of God? It was you. Nobody wrote that script for you. You were prompted by the Holy Spirit. How come now that your mission is ended? You are not doubting and jesus christ has answered him nicely he didn't tell him, he said go tell him be blind see the lame walk the dead are risen back to life that's the only answer every now and then even the very best of us doubt that's what i'm trying to say here every now and then even the very best of us doubt but please child of god don't stay in the valley of doubt climb out of it. You cannot live in the realm of endless possibilities when you stay in the valley of doubt. And God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. God will help us as we conquer that spirit of doubt in the name of Jesus. The second point I want to bring out today is fear. Fear. Another terrible thing in the body of Christ. Fear has literally had the children of God eh, to ransom at gunpoint. They cannot fulfill that which is the plan of God for their lives. Fear. Fear. When I was preparing this, I said, "Lord, this fear thing." He said, mm. He said, "Because Jesus Christ knows." How did God explain to me? You know that thing we used to do in Mass in Class 3? Pie chart. Mm -hmm. You remember it? Uh, Pastor D, he didn't like Mass, eh? Pie chart. He said God knows that. In that pie chart, the proportion of fear is far, 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 far more than that of faith. That's why Christ asked us to have faith like a mustard seed. Just small more faith. Mm Hmm? Faith is giving God something to work with. Just more faith—that's all God needs. Praise the Lord. Fear is another way a child of God dishonors the Lord God Almighty. When the Bible says we should not exalt anything above the knowledge of Him, fear, fear, fear. We send the very best of us. Exhibit embarrassing fear. Even in the Bible. Remember that man called Elijah. After his encounter with the prophet of Baal. Beautiful encounter. How God so honored him, how God so exalted him and honored his words. Guess what? He took for a lady to say, Look, my name is not Jezebel. If the head of Elijah is still on his body. And the the man of God took flight. He became suicidal immediately. He went and hid in the brook. The minute he did that, if you read your Bible carefully, his ministry ended that day. His ministry ended that day. He said, Lord, kill me for I'm no better than my fathers. He wanted to die. God said, since you want to die, I won't be the one to kill you. It's not my plan for you, but you know Elisha. Go, and lay your mantle upon him. Since you don't want to continue anymore, go, lay your mantle upon him. Fear. In First Samuel chapter 17, he gives a beautiful account. I will remember this story from Sunday school when we were children. Of the story of the battle of the children of God and the Philistine called Goliath. I don't know whether we still have those children's Bible where they would draw Goliath you know, with all. Oh, his son is not six pack. I'm sure it's like 12 pack. You know, pack everywhere. Praise the Lord. How rattled the children of God. Everyone was quivering, including the king Saul himself. Now, without the Spirit of God, Saul had nothing with which to face the giant. And it was a crying shame that God's people were already losing the battle before he even began. And David, a king-in-waiting, was sent as an errand boy to go take groceries to his brothers. And he heard the boast of Goliath. And he knew, because you need to to see from another perspective, he knew that Goliath was no match. was no match for the God he served. And David, too, please note, Knew that he, David, was no match for Goliath. He knew. But he knew that Goliath was inconsequential as, God, as far as God was concerned. Now, brethren, it only takes one Goliath, one giant, to stop you from your dream. What is that Goliath? What is that thing? What is that fear? What's that thing that rattles you? If you keep relying on your strength, there will always be giants. If you keep relying on your own strength, there will always be giants. What will qualify as your giant today? Sometimes we find ourselves similar, we find ourselves in situations similar to the one in which David found himself in a valley, alone, facing a giant. Confront your fears. Confront them by faith. And let me tell you, the first step is the hardest. The very first step is the hardest. Faith is taking that first step. Your knees will be knocking. Your hands will be shaking. You'll be, you, you'll be shaking with fear and trembling even. But you must take that first step. Not because you can do it. But because you know the one who is behind you, the one whom you call your God. Praise the Lord. Our daughter was, was ministering here in songs. The word of God came to me. I don't know where she is. Has she gone? And Maybe it's for everybody. Maybe tell her. Say, God is ready. He's ever ready. The question is, are you ready for your next level? God is ready, ever ready. Are you ready for your next level? Please tell Ruth. I don't know what it is. Say, tell her that he is ready, but is she ready for her next level? Praise the Lord. The third point I would like to bring out today is God's will. How many of you know God's will for your life? You prayed for prosperity. You prayed for health. You prayed to raise godly children. Oh, God, touch the heart of my husband, because men and us, we do stray every now and then. Yes, we do. I'm one that we, well, we admit it. That beautiful thing that God created for us sometimes. We direct every, every nonsense that we, the one whom we should love most. God, will help us in Jesus' name. Do you know why you are here on the earth? Do you know? Have you ever seriously asked God, Father, what is your will and purpose for my life? Why am I here? Among the seven billion people here, where am I here? People begin to pursue dreams and aspirations because others are doing it. Is that your race? Ask yourself that question. Is that your race? Is that what God wants for your life? What's to you? Some people will let anger, combo, envy, jealousy, critical spirit, and even greed to pursue things that they do not qualify for. Neither is it God's plans for them. Why? Because they just have to prove a point because Sister Tolu is doing it, I must do it. Mm -hmm. And when it's not happening, you begin to blame somebody else. Was that God's plan for you? she has done it, I can do it. After all, she doesn't have two heads. Mm -hmm. We know nobody has two heads. Nobody has two heads. Well, is that your race? Is that what God has set before you? Say, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you and I called you for a purpose. I knew you. And I called you for what? A purpose. Have you prayed God? What is my purpose? What am I here for? Praise the Lord. Pastor D set up Ruth's house. Uh, if she can set up Ruth, I can also go and set up the house of Adasa. <laughs> yes. I can set it up. Mhm. I do my own thing too. She do her own thing. Is that your race? Is that for you? I see people singing on the stage. I've shared with Sister Tule and all those who knows me. If I start to sing, my, this hall will be empty. Because people want to, want to protect your eardrums. So all of a sudden I'll get to the microphone and I'll start to sing. No, I'm not a singer. As much as I desire to be one. I've accepted it. So, I told God, this is the voice you gave to me and this is what I'm going to sing to you with in private so that I do not make all others sin, you know, on account of me. You have to know what is your race. What God has called you for. Why set you here are you here to be a teacher? Oh, God, teach. Hebrews 10, verse 5. He said, Therefore, when he came to the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you are prepared for me. In burnt offerings and in sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. There's I said, "Behold, I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me. to do your will, O God, this is Jesus Christ." He entered into the temple, he asked for the scroll. He said, "I want to see that which is written of me." Luke chapter four, 17 to 21. He said, "And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet isaiah And when he had opened it, he found a place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the ministers, and sat down, and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fasting on him, and he began to say unto them, this day, this day, is this scripture fulfilled in your ears? Why? I'm operating according to my calling. That's what he was telling them. This is what the father sent me to do, to do his will. Why are you here? Why are you here on the earth if you've not prayed that prayer please go on your knees and start to pray it. enter your prayer closet ask god he will direct you he will tell you why you are here you need to find your purpose you cannot be jack of all trade you try this it's not working you try this it's not working you try another one it's not working ah these endless possibilities that Pastor D declared at the beginning of the year, are you sure she was in the spirit? Did she see, right? Yes, yeah, she's all right. She's all right. This youth has got work to do. She's all right. Stop chasing other people's dreams. If it's not God's will, it's an exercise in futility. Big time. Paul prayed and prayed and prayed concerning stomach ailments. We know what God said. My grace, My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. Even in this, when you want to pray, there's a scripture I always go to. Jeremiah 3, verse 3. When I'm in the dark about anything, I go there. He say, call upon me and I will show you greater and mighty things that you know of. God has never failed. I will keep on knocking, 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 knocking. Jeremiah 33 verse 3. I'll keep on knocking and knocking and knocking and knocking concerning that thing. You might just be in superstar when the answer will come. Don't think all the time it has to be, oh, Pastor D will say, oh, let's keep silence in the presence of God for the Holy Spirit. That's when only God speaks. No. He can speak when you are taking a shower. He's God Almighty he can speak any time if you know his voice you will hear him train your train your inner man to recognize the voice of God because the devil also speaks praise the Lord praise the Lord God's will is not a choice we make it is a path that we follow a clear path that you must follow I keep telling those who know me well, I say, Lord, the only desire I want and the only thing I want is to finish my race strong. My race is different from your race. My race is different from your race. I also told somebody the other day, I said, when you see me, you might not see success. But I know where God has taken me from. I know where I'm coming from. I know my story. I didn't park a Bentley out there. Probably that's how you define success. But I know where I'm coming from. I'm walking my path that God has set before me. Praise the Lord. And God will help us in Jesus' name. God's will is not a choice, it's a path. It's a path we must follow. They sang this morning Waymaker. Hmm? He has made a way for you, then you deviate. You deviate. You deviate. You don't get there. Then you say, Oh, the word of God doesn't exist. No. Check yourself. Praise the Lord. Stay on the path. And you end up where God wants you to be. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now you can pray and pray and pray and pray. I love prayer. I'm a prayer man. I'm a prayer man. It's in prayers that I find my strength prayer but i found out Pastor D, that the only thing that can override prayer is god's will you can pray and pray and pray if it's not god's will for you sorry you will sweat you will pray there you will sweat you will pray if it's not god's will you're wasting time experience has taught me that the only thing that can override the prayers is god's will god's will else. so you need to know god's will for your life they begin to walk that path prayerfully and god will begin to bless your endeavors because why it's in tandem with his will for you it's in tandem with his will for you god will help us in jesus name quickly i'll take the fourth one the spirit of procrastination I suffered it for many years and I'm still suffering it a little bit. A little bit. For many years. I put every matter on the shelf. Till later, to gather dust, I'll clean the dust off and put it there again. To gather dust again, I'll put it there. Procrastination. What you need to do, do quick. That's what Christ told Judas. Let's get on with it. If I'm going to die for the sins of the world, let's not delay it another day. Let's go. Whatever you need to do, do quick. Do quick. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4. The Bible says, we who observes the wind will not sow. You also draw your curtains. Are you blind? Ah, it's good though. It's going to snow today. No, I can't do this. No. Procrastination. There's a little bit of it in every one of us. It's not called procrastination. It's called excuse. That's another name for it. Yes. Yes. We all have it. We begin to justify. We begin to justify. Hebrews 12 11. Can somebody read Hebrews 12 11 for me quickly? Hebrews 12 11. He said, "All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful but sorrowful, yet those who have been trained by it, afterward it yields the peaceful fruits of righteousness. Praise the Lord, all disciplines. Whatever it is that you want to do, it's not all that we cause butterflies to be in your stomach. Well, you have to do it if it's expedient if it's god's will for you if it's on your part you have to do it proverbs 24 verse 33 he said a little sleep and a little slumber that one big one big one big one poverty hmm? i didn't want to mention it poverty it's knocking The alarm goes off, you turn it off. Mm -mm. (laughs) Turn it off. You're looking for the right time. There's never a right time. There's never a right time for certain activities. There's never a right time. You got to strike the iron when it is hot. Strike the iron when it's hot. Not when it's cold. In Jeremiah 18, Jesus Christ, the word of God says, go to the potter's house. I wish they've also put there how we should go to the house of the blacksmith on how to strike the iron when it's hot. It's time and seasons. The opportunities are not going to wait Forever. They're not going to wait for you because you are sleeping. They're not going to wait for you because you are sleeping. You've got to seize it when it comes. If that's what God has prepared for you. And God will help us in the name of Jesus. I will respect the time I've given today. There are many I could share in this line. Other ones where we'll appreciate sure that happy, hey, endless possibilities and all that. No, 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 no. I wanted, I wanted us to talk to ourselves today. I wanted us to talk to ourselves today. I wanted us to address certain issues and certain things that we do. So that endless possibility is not just a slogan, it's not just a slogan for another year. That it becomes a reality in our lives. If we can address this. Doubt. Fear. Not knowing the will of God. Procrastination. Let God help us with those things. Even in the name of Jesus. Let him give us the enablement and the ability to address them. Even honestly and squarely. So that we do not make God a liar in our lives. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, in closing. You are here. And you know God's will and purpose for your life. But certain things have not been panning out. Like when your pastor was saying the spirit of, what did you say? Disillusionment? When when we were praying. Some people have gone cold despite the fact that God has said it. When you were praying, yes, it happens to me. You can't remember because it's the Spirit of God that was speaking at that time. You know, as God said it, He will do it. Well, you are here. There have been certain promises that God has given to you. you Hear Him clearly. And it's not, it seems like it's not panning out. But we know it does not lie. I want you to come out. So that we'll pray. My meat upon the earth is to pray people into their destinies. My wife knows. Those who realize it, they know. My meat, my whole work on the face of this earth is to pray people into their destinies. We pray people into great positions. That is my work that's my calling that's my work so if you are here it seems like oh you've been facing challenges you will step out we'll pray for you romans chapter 3 verse 23 the bible also says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of god you are here today you do not have any relationship with this god You do not know him as your father, as your personal savior, as your Lord. Most of all, as your friend. And you want that beautiful relationship with him. The spirit of God has been talking at your heart. That when will you make this restoration with him? If you are here, also, if you can't come out, signify by raising up your hand. I will pray for you. You want a real relationship with God? Thank you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I don't know whether you can, you know, take it a step further. we just dead with fear today. I don't know whether you can be bold enough. Come. Come in the presence of God. Come before the altar. And Pastor D will pray for you and lead you to Christ. Come. Come. And if you're here, also another category, God has laid in your heart certain things to do, but that spirit is called fear. That spirit is called fear, has not let you you know walk in the direction that God has been leading you. You keep you keep exalting and magnifying that situation. You keep making the word of God of no effect. Unconsciously. Please come. Let us address those issues today. Let us address those issues. It's your moment. Don't let it pass you by. Please come. Let the brother and the sister who raised up their hand before, let them come. Pastor D, please, you pray for them. You pray for them. My brother, come out. Um, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Everlasting King.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Father God, I pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Oh, Father will bless you. We're just going to rise up at this time and just begin to praise God and begin to lift up his name and begin to exalt him. Pastor D, when I was here last Sunday, it was last Sunday, right? If you can remember Genesis chapter 12, how God told Abraham to leave his father and mother's house. And that to go to a land that he will show him. He didn't mention the land. He said, There I will make of you a great nation. And by you, what will happen? All the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Did Abraham see the completion of that promise? He didn't. In Luke chapter 172, this is Zechariah, as we talked about today. He talked about the blessings of Abraham. Acts chapter 3. Peter who ran from a a, a meeting talked about the blessings. Everybody always traces their blessings. Galatians chapter 3. So what is that blessing? Through whom all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Jesus Christ. Through him all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. As you establish Ruth's house, God was telling me, but I didn't have an opportunity to speak that day. He said, look. He said, this is beyond the capacity of Pastor D. You don't even know what you started. You don't even know what you put your hand on. Well, he's truly be kind to you. We It shall blossom. It shall blossom. It shall blossom. To God's glory. We know the story of Ruth. Those four chapters in the Bible, very powerful chapters. I don't even want to go into that. I've done several teachings on Ruth. A beautiful name. The story of Ruth, in one line, is God coming through for somebody. God will come through for many people through that establishment. Ruth's house. There they will taste the love of God. God. There they will encounter God in a new way. There their brokenness shall be healed. There are those who have called themselves bitter before, and actually bitter, they shall taste of the sweetness of God. I just said, let me say it, because God was laying in there that day. I said, okay. I didn't have an opportunity. I said, let's go. Then when she called me, I said, God, what is this? You know, because God needed you to hear that. But I also know that she's afraid. I also know that she's afraid. I also know that she has doubted. But guess what? She has stepped in faith. And it will not fail. It will not fail. When she invited me to, "Ah, I have a congregation. There are about uh, 15 to 30 people. I said, this woman doesn't know me. I can preach to one person. I've spoken in front of 5,000 people before. I can preach the same way in front of one person. So it's not about the crowd. God will glorify Himself here, He will magnify Himself. God will do wondrous and great things in this house. He will raise champions here. The voices that will cry against the city, God will establish. Even from here, in the name of Jesus Christ. He will raise men and women from the Genesis Life Center to be restorers of the breach, in the name of Jesus Christ. My Father, Lord, I pray upon your people this day. I pray for your sons and for your daughters. I pray for the men and the women and the boys and the girls that you help them as they journey on in the name of Jesus Christ. That they walk the walk that you call them to walk. That they come into the fullness of what you have for them. That they will not waver to the left, nor to the right. Even in the name of Jesus Christ. That you expand and enlarge them. That greatness be known with them in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of loss. There shall be no loss in Jesus' name. There shall be no death. In the name of Jesus Christ. This day, Lord, I stand in my apostolic office and overturn it, and overturn it, and overturn it. In the name of Jesus Christ. No one will be brought in a casket here. In the name of Jesus Christ. The anointing that you bestowed upon, Pastor D, is not to conduct funerals. Father, Lord, they will leave to declare your glory. Any member of this church whom the enemy wants to buffet, Father, we stand in the gap and we say no in the name of Jesus Christ. You said we shall decree a thing and it shall be established. Lord, we are declaring that there is no debt, no debt here in the name of Jesus Christ. There shall be no debt, no loss, like your daughter sang no loss no brokenness in the name of jesus christ nothing lost in the name of jesus father will bless you we glorify you we thank you for the opportunity yet again lord to commune with you let your name be glorified even in jesus name we have prayed amen praise the lord
0: Thank you for joining our online church. To connect with us, please go to our website, genesislifecenter.com. Please follow us on social media. On Facebook, you can find us under Genesis Life Center. On YouTube, you can find us under Genesis Life Center 01. On Instagram, Genesis Life Center. And on Twitter, Genesis Life Cent. Thank you.